This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 28th of January. In your Squiz today, Aussies through to the Australian Open finals. Afghanistan is hanging by a thread. A look at Australia's drinking habits and fancying up your fish fingers. This is your Squiz today. We're at the business end of the Australian Open Tennis Tournament and it's been quite the ride both on and off the court. I know you and I, Claire, are gearing up for a big weekend on the couch. So for those needing to get their bearings, get their weekend chit-chat in order, let's run through the finals contenders because there's quite a few Aussies to watch. Got Aussies up the wazoo if you (laughs) want to get into tennis this weekend, if that's your thing. Uh, We start off today, we've got the double J. We haven't heard a lot about them. They're the mixed doubles partnership of Jamie Fawless and Jason Kubler. They're in today's mixed doubles final, which is really exciting. We haven't had one of those for a while. Uh, Doubles we're also doing very well in on the men's side of the draw. We've got the Aussie partnership of Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis. Of course, they're known as the special Ks. Mm -hmm. We've heard quite a bit about them (laughs) in the last couple of weeks. They take on another Aussie couple. Max Purcell and Matt Ebdom. That's happening tomorrow night. And then when we fast forward to the women's singles finals, of course, Ash Barty. Ash Barty, yeah, she really cruised it in last night. Uh, She looks in incredible form. She is the first Aussie woman to reach the Open final in 42 years. She's going to face American Danielle Collins. She's the 27th seed. And as Barty said last night, it's unreal. She was pretty clinical about it last night. She's in very, very excellent form. Of course, then it's the men's singles final on Sunday night. We'll find out today who that will be between. There's two semifinals to watch today. Rafael Nadal takes on Matteo Berrettini and then Daniil Medvedev will play Stefanos Tsitsipas. Of course, one of the matches we were watching out for yesterday was Dylan Orcott's final. Not quite the fairy tale finish to his tennis career. He lost yesterday to Sam Schroeder. He's now retiring from tennis. But Claire, what a career he's had. He's had an incredible career. He won three US Opens, two Wimbledons, three French Open titles and seven Australian Open titles. Uh, He said yesterday that he didn't need to win. Uh, Yesterday's match would have been nice, uh, but he didn't need to win it to realise that he's the luckiest guy in the world. He's an all-round legend. It's not the last we'll see or hear of Dylan. Plenty to come as he takes on his role as Australian of the Year. The Great Barrier Reef is a pretty special part of our environment. It's one of the seven natural wonders of the world. It's World Heritage listed. Last year, it came pretty close, though, to being put on UNESCO's danger list because of the impacts of climate change. And now funding to protect the reef is set to get a big, big injection, Claire. Yeah, what we'll learn today is some more details around what's in the press this morning, and that's that we're waiting for an announcement of an additional $1 billion that will be put towards 
towards improving water quality, uh, reef management and research, the government says. It comes on top of $2 billion that's gone towards a sustainability plan. But as you say, there are lots of concerns about the ongoing health of the Barrier Reef. The Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority uh, downgraded its long-term outlook to very poor. That happened in 2019. And of course, the government itself says that it understands that climate change is a really big issue when it comes to ensuring that the reef has a future. As you say, it was just announced this morning, so no response just yet from Labor to the announcement. Earlier this month, though, Labor did announce a commitment of $136 million to protect the reef. On to international news now, and the United Nations Chief Antonio Gutierrez has told the UN Security Council that Afghanistan is hanging by a thread. As much as 97% of the country could be below the poverty line by mid-year unless there are some big changes. But there's a lot going on there, Claire. It's been five months since the Taliban retook control of the country. The big issue there is that international aid has dried up. Plenty of countries and organisations have been loath to continue to provide financial support to Afghanistan in the way that they have done in the past because the Taliban is in power and they're worried that the Taliban will seize and use those funds for things that they really don't want, like buying arms and propping up its military regime. Uh, What the United Nations says is that funding does need to come into the country, that they're happy to work with countries and others to make sure that funds are not misused. But without that sort of funding, the people of Afghanistan will be in really dire straits. Yeah, the country is at risk of economic collapse, also widespread starvation as it pushes through what's been an extremely harsh winter. Still overseas and legal wrangling continues in the civil case between Prince Andrew and Virginia Giuffray, who's accused him of sexual assault. In the latest documents submitted to the court, he continues to deny everything, including that he and Ghislaine Maxwell were ever close friends. Yeah, what this document did in that filing was really uh, shine a light on some of the aspects of this case. And Andrew, as you say, has given very detailed denials to the specifics of the allegations that Dufray has made. The one about Ghislaine Maxwell received quite a bit of attention because, of course, it was in his 2019 BBC interview that was a bit of a disaster, Mm. uh, where Andrew said that it was his relationship with Maxwell that saw him introduced to Jeffrey Epstein. With that case going uh, to court later this year, there'll be a lot more to come. He will be contesting the charges as a private citizen. He was stripped of his military titles and patronages two weeks ago. On to health news now, and a new Australian study says that about 21% of women aged between 45 and 60 are now drinking at binge drinking levels. That's more than five drinks in a session. The study not only points out the increase in drinking levels, but the way in which women experience higher levels of harm from drinking. It's really unfair, isn't it, Mm. that women don't have to drink as much or drink for as long to have those really high-risk consequences. We're talking about things like increased risk of having heart disease, uh, immune and infectious diseases, and also cancer that come from drinking at risky and high levels. Uh, What the researchers also say is while a lot of the focus is usually on men and young people, uh, it is women and particularly middle-aged women that they're very concerned about. It's a pretty sobering read, no pun intended, an important one. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. 
TGIF Claire it's been a short week for us here at the Squiz so it's nice to be talking about Friday lights already and thinking about the weekend your recipe recommendation this week Claire fancy fish fingers I really like crispy fish, so this is a good one. It's got panko uh, crumbs. It's also got cornflakes. I think I ditched the cornflakes the last time I made them, but I have made them with the cornflakes before, and they're really good. Uh, It's got a really nice crispy coating. It's got a spicy tartare sauce that goes with it. With a bit of green salad, you're on a winner. What I want to know is if you ditch the salad and and get some roast spuds in there. (laughs) If there's an opportunity for roast spuds. Buds, I'll absolutely take it. You're there. You'll go the full fish and chips. <laughs> you don't need to push me into that. <laughs> As for what to watch, this wasn't on my radar previously, but it is now a show called Muster Dogs on the ABC. Yeah, it's come at that time where attention might be elsewhere like the tennis. But the ABC last Sunday night started its new reality show. Basically, they've taken five pups. uh, They've shot them out to families across Australia. And those people will try and get them to learn the ropes of mustering in 12 months. It usually takes about three years, but they're going through it all together. It's adorable, but it's also this incredible look at regional Australia. Yeah, it's definitely one I'll be getting my fam on to. I'll pop links to both of those in your episode notes. Squeeze the day or across the weekend, Claire, what have you got? So 1969, the Beatles took to a London rooftop to perform their last live Mm. gig. Uh, If you've really dived into that series on Apple TV, that was what it was all about. Ah, That is also on my list of things to watch. For me, it's International Lego Day today, so may you avoid stepping on any with bare feet. (laughs) It's also the anniversary of the publication of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. It was first published in the UK back in 1813. Squiz the day, we've got you covered across Lego, music, literature. That's about all from us today. If you are enjoying the way we do news here at The Squiz, we'd love it if you could leave us a podcast review or tell your people about us. It all helps us to grow. It means we can keep on keeping on have a great weekend we'll be back with you on monday a message now from our podcast partner bhp the steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure from wind turbines to power poles so cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key it's why bhp has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at port headland it's happening now at bhp